Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Drive. It is September 26th, right? It is, yes, September 26th on a Tuesday. And I uh, hope you guys got through Monday okay. Um, uh, being a pastor, I get Mondays off. Usually Mondays and Saturdays, even though this last Saturday was uh, busy ministry-wise. Monday is a day where we try to do less, <laughs> you know, and so the family's together. So other than taking the kids to the orthodontist, um, and to the library, uh, we had a good time together. Uh, they actually showed a desire after a couple years of shooting their little BB guns again. I got, I got them BB guns at Walmart a couple years ago and we're showing them how to shoot it, but then they didn't have a desire and all of a sudden they're like, we want to do that. And so it was cool. We went out back, put up the targets and, uh, they're a good shot as they were practicing. They were getting better already. So, and then we had a water balloon fight with, uh, me and my wife my two girls and it was just fun it was just a good time um but this morning it's 5:34 right now in the morning i have a meeting at 8:30 at the church so i'm getting up a little bit earlier to get it done you know i don't i'm not into excuses i'm not into like uh i didn't have time well i will have time if i make it and so that's what i have to do a lot of the time just make time <laughs> just get up earlier or stay up later or put something off and let let a couple errands go in order to do these other things so I'm always trying to balance out my schedule you know when I went to school of ministry in Costa Mesa for a couple years really it's a seminary um the the biggest thing they taught you was um to balance out ministry family and life and and that was the most important thing honestly more than the work more than the Greek and the Hebrew and the hermeneutics and the exegesis and the preaching labs and all that the biggest thing was balancing out ministry in your life because that's where people and pastors go wrong and they burn out and they don't rest enough and anyway that's a whole different story I'm just saying even to this day that was what 2009 that I graduated or whatever finished um, and still, I'm always conscious of it. I'm always thinking about it. Like, am I balancing it all out? Am I too much ministry and not enough family? Am I too much family and not enough ministry? Like, I'm always trying to balance it out and make sure I'm doing what God wants me to do in order to rest enough to work, in order to work enough and then rest. It's like the constant balance, right? Because that's life. <laughs> life is just a balance. Making sure that you're given equal time or the correct time to priorities. But anyway, um, Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 11, a few verses, Paul says, And I, brethren, I still preach circumcision. Why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, right? Freedom. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. I love that. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity to sin. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. That's a huge one, you guys. It's a huge one because we don't, don't use your freedom and pull out of the driveway as an opportunity for the flesh that's what a lot of people do that's, that's actually what a lot of belief systems that's what they do they 
They say, well, as long as you say these prayers when you come to church, then go ahead and live however you want. That, that is so bad and so unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like, sin all week and then come to church and do these things, say these things, and then you're fine for another week to sin. That, that is not even biblical. <laughs> That's what Paul's saying right here. He's like, yeah, don't do that. Don't use your freedom, your liberty in Christ as an opportunity, a fleshly, worldly opportunity for you to sin. That's not really, that's hypocrisy. That's what the religious leaders did, right? They looked all spiritual, high and mighty on the street corners in front of people. Yet, when it came down to it, they sinned. And they denied that they actually sinned. And they stood from a platform of pride and judged everyone because they thought they were better. You know, that's why they wanted to get Jesus out of there because they thought they were better and that people should focus on them and not him. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just a bad thing. Just don't use your freedom as an opportunity to sin. And you know, back up a couple verses, and what he's remember what he says is like, cut, you know, cut those people off. Those people that are deceiving you. And you know, it reminded me of something when I when I uh, had my first job at Taco Bell when I was 16 or 17 years old. There was a manager that they hired, and he seemed like the nicest guy, right? He seemed like just wow, this guy's great, you know. And and so he started to tell me about, and this was when like cell phones just kind of started coming out. Um, he was selling like Nokia's, you know, those little blue Nokia's uh, before they even had flip phones or anything. He was like, Oh, you can get one for $90. You get this and you get a plan for two years and you get that. He was like selling me on it. And I didn't even, I was a sucker. I didn't even like know what that he was doing this. Right. Cause I was just a young, naive teenager, but, but I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. Okay. I'll bring the money tomorrow. You know? So the next day, I brought the money, gave him 90 bucks, and it was awaiting my uh, my blue Nokia cell phone. And uh, the next day, he never showed up for work, and he was supposed to be there. This was He was an older guy at the time. And I was like, what in the world? And come to find out, I was talking to other people, I was like, um, and they're like, oh yeah, he said he was going to give me the deal too. I gave, We gave him the money yesterday also. And so, we were all like, what? And... He turns out he took everyone's money. He sold. He was like a deceiving salesman, and he he was actually not going to give us anything. But he sold the phone hypothetically to everyone. We all gave him his his our money, right? Like individually. And then the next day, we all realized he just made like a few hundred bucks, and then he just quit. And I'm like, that's that's that guy's scam. I'm, I'm assuming that's what just what he does. He goes around, gets a job, works there, deceives everyone, gets their money, and leaves. That's exactly what he did. And so, man, these false teachers, these Judaizers, these people that were saying you have to do this outward thing in order to have an inward transformation, you know, circumcision, in order to have a changed heart and walk a true walk with God, they were talking about the works of the flesh and they were leading people astray. And the problem with deception is you don't even know you're being deceived. I didn't know I was being deceived. I was like, wow, this sounds like a great deal. I'm definitely going to do this. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Until it wasn't. <laughs> Until the next day, and my money was gone. 
So watch out for deceivers. Watch out for deceivers. Don't think that you could start in the spirit and perfect perfect your spiritual life in the flesh. Like you can't. That's not how it works, right? Just because you're free in Christ doesn't mean you can just sin and do whatever you want. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. You know, just because we're following Christ doesn't mean it's like, oh, it's my plan now. No, it's his plan. It's what he wants. It's not what you want. It's not what I want. Now, as he leads us, he gives us those desires to line up with what he wants. He gives us the desires of our heart, right? It clearly says in the Psalms. But the thing is, he gives us the desires of his heart, like, because he changes our heart, right? He gives us a new heart. He lets us know what the deal is. And we go, okay, Lord. That is what I want. And that's the thing with God's will. Oftentimes, like, we don't want to do it at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, I don't mm, I don't know about that, God. Like, that doesn't sound like me. Or that doesn't sound like something that's even appealing. Ah, Lord, I don't know. I. And then as we pursue it, though, as we adhere to what he's saying, right? He makes it clear, like, yeah, that's, that's it. And then you realize... This is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Thank you, Lord. Because he knows best. His plans are better. His plans are perfect for you. And so we can mess it all up by saying, oh, we're free in Christ so I can do what I want. We've got to beware that we think we're strong lest we fall. You know, we're not clever. It's like the Lord has the wisdom. He's the source of knowledge and understanding, right? And so, we got to be careful that we don't use liberties. We don't abuse. We have to be careful to not abuse liberties. Let me put it that way. Because abusing liberties is really grieves the heart of God. And that's like the last thing we should want, right? We want to bless the heart of God. We want to please the Lord like Paul said right he said I live to please him Apostle Paul that should be our heart and so in order for that to happen you know some people are so bent on exercising every single Christian liberty that they have to where they kind of like there's the line they kind of tiptoe to the line they're like well liberty and they cross the line and they go well liberty and they take a big step across the line and pretty soon the line is behind them, is miles behind them. And they're going, liberty, freedom. Well, that's actually sin, <laughs> right? Like you went from liberty to freedom in Christ to complacency in your heart to compromise, to straight out transgression, which transgression means a willing, willingly sinning, knowing what's wrong and doing it anyway, right? So that's the problem that some people, how they view liberties in Christ. They think they can do whatever they want. But that's not how God created it, right? He's given us boundaries for a reason. Those rumble strips on the side of the interstate are there so if someone, a truck driver or a person driving a car with their family, if they start to doze off because they're getting exhausted, they go over those rumble strips and it goes, and it, you hear it, it wakes you up. It startles you because there's boundaries. They don't want you to go off the road. They don't want you to fall asleep and crash into a ditch. And those are there because it's to keep you safe. Right? And that's what the Lord does. He keeps us safe. 
There are boundaries. Yeah, we have liberties in Christ, of course. We have freedom in Jesus, yeah. You know, I remember one more thing before I before I end today, but I remember years ago, my wife was like, you know, I just, it's on my heart. I have this conviction just to, the Lord's laid it on my heart to not watch rated R movies. I was like, oh, that's good for you. And so she just kind of stopped doing that. And I was like, well, that's her conviction. It's not mine. But then after a while, I was like, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, what? once you brought that up and brought it to my mind, I was like, now, of course, we don't want to be conviction pushers. We all have different convictions. Even within um, little groups of Christians, you have so many differences, right? Different convictions uh, with music or with mu- movies or with locations or whatever. But she did that, and I was like, you're right. Like, this is... Like, these movies are no good. Like, I didn't like them, you know? So, so I was like, yeah, well, let's do this together. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that either. And, and, we, and we haven't for, for years, right? Because God will give you those convictions, right? But you got to be in tune with Him, right? You got to be focused on Him. You got to be looking to Him to ask you for, like, Lord, what are those boundaries for me individually? I mean, there's certain things, biblical things, that it's just like, yeah, that's sin, that's not sin. That's very clear, right? But there are other things that are really, um, that have to do with you and the Lord that aren't sin, but they could be if you do them to excess. And so that's between you and the Lord, right? And that's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus is because He lets us know. He brings conviction. He brings comfort. He, he helps us every step of the way. That's why we look to Him every day, right? Well, hey, God bless you guys. I hope that encouraged someone. Have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you soon.